Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <clears throat> We're back. I should have cleared my throat before we begin. That's okay. I think the people out there will forgive you. I forgave you. Thank you. Absolutely. I love forgiveness. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> it's like, if you can't find forgiveness, man, life would be terrible. Life would be terrible. Man. There'd be no way for us to get to heaven, that's for sure. That's a deep thought with just about everything. Like, you just like, you've just having relationships with people. At, t- at times, you just need somebody to say, yeah, I forgive hey, you. Yeah, I forgive you. It's okay. I forgive you. All right. Yeah. Let's just move on. Move on. Let's go. Let's keep moving forward. No big deal. Yeah. I feel just, like my wife has that. to say that to me a lot. Ugh. I make lots of mistakes. Well, I know. I It's true. You know, I do make lots, lots of mistakes. It's funny, but you just said that because my wife texted me today. Okay. And she's like, um, is the summer party for uh, the Cornish Young Adults on August 10th? Because that's a Thursday. And I was like, you know, I made a mistake by yeah. saying it was August 10th. It's not August 10th. It's probably most likely going to be August 11th. I made a mistake in doing that. Yeah. And she just texted back, you are perfect in all your ways. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially just saying, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Don't don't be too hard on yourself, you know? Yeah. Because we can beat ourselves up so much oh, yeah. over everything. But I did make a mistake. I think I made it a big announcement. Summer party, August 10th. Everybody show up. It's going to be the greatest night of your life. Wait. It's not August 10th, but anyway, just come, all right? Find <laughs> out later when the date is. It's probably August 11th, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, did you hear about um, there was a Zoom call that got that 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 this big company did in Michigan, um, where like the CEO of this company in Michigan did a big Zoom call with all the employees because the employees were angry about how none of them got bonuses. Okay, I didn't hear about this. You didn't hear about this? Nope. So the CEO decides to create. Hey, we're we're going to do a big Zoom call company wide. Yeah, I, I guess it's a large company. Um, the headquarters is in Michigan, but I think that they've got employees in other states, inclu- okay. including Michigan. So apparently, caught they they caught wind that there was like a lot of emails and like inner uh, office memo memoing. Yeah, 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 a lot of times large companies have um, like an inner office app that right. they communicate on. Yeah, 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 and apparently, like a lot of communication was happening within the company about people pretty being pretty upset that they didn't get their bonuses. Well, the CEO. Wants to like address wants this. Wants to address everybody. Yeah. And apparently, while this somebody is angry about this and they actually record it because they were like kind of an angry employee. Yeah. And they leaked this video. Really? Yeah. And so this so the CEO, this lady, says, Listen, let's not throw a pity party about all this. Let's leave Pity City. And she's trying to get the employees to like shake it off, and yeah. and then she even goes as far as to say like, stop whining, complaining. Let's just get back to work and make money, like make this company money. Come on, let's yeah. go. And then it turns out that this CEO received like a two million dollar bonus. No way. Yeah, yeah. And it is. Not, oh my god. It's not going well for her now. She's like ripped. 
ripping these employees. Like, stop complaining. Don't be whiny. Don't be pitying about everything. Come on. She received a $2 million bonus. It might have been more. And now everybody's, now everybody who didn't even, like, nobody would even have cared about this Zoom call with this random, like, business or whatever. Now everybody's dogging this CEO, and she—I I can't imagine she's going to be keeping her job for too long. But no, yeah, I'd be ticked. Oh, I would be dollars. You could divide that up well amongst hundred hundred employees. Yeah, exactly. Two million dollars, and and her employees yeah. got nothing. Nothing, and she's yelling at them and about she's yelling at them about just get move forward let's make the company more money and apparently just forget about it yeah and that and and she was not going to reveal to them that she had received this large bonus yeah so she was kind of pretending as if nobody got bonuses come on people are all on the same page we're all on the same boat let's just yeah. keep it up let's, oh nope. my gosh no 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 yeah not good huh no that's not good at all i'd be i'd be a little upset i'd be upset too i'm not gonna lie yeah i'd be pretty i'd be, I'd be pretty hot i know if i was one of those employees yeah that's the latest uh that's the latest news latest scuttlebutt that's the latest <laughs> 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 Scuttle, yeah, it's the latest scuttlebutt. It's not even around here. Usually, scuttlebutt's very localized, but oh man, it's just the latest news out in the world. Latest scuttlebutt. Yeah, that's it. Um, I like it. We were chatting a little bit too beforehand, and um, I was talking to you about this. We were trying to find this old like story written by like Plato or Aristotle, and I was telling you about the story, and we finally found it. Yeah. It's it's called a uh, allegory. The allegory of the cave. Yeah, and it was by Plato. Okay, so there's like Greek philosophers, you know, um, whatever century they lived in. I'm actually exactly sure what century Plato was. It who wrote? I think it was like 200 BC. Could be wrong about that, but I think it's somewhere in that era. Okay. Um, so not a lot of allegories written, life lessons amongst these like dramas and plays and stories being told. It's pretty cool stuff, actually. Yeah. But there is this uh, story called The Allegory of the Cave. Yeah. And I kind of want to just talk about it a little bit. Let's do it. Um, because I feel like you ever you ever just get the sense that like um, to talk about Jesus in public sounds – people think you're crazy. Yeah. Like oh, it, yeah. It, it, it sounds crazy and, yep. and essentially because – it's hard. To, you you can't prove too much about Jesus because a lot. It's a faith journey. Yeah. Although it is true that you know there's proof that he lived and that he died, and there is proof that he rose again. But people don't want it. They don't really want to believe it, especially if they just think Christians are just weirdos. Yeah. They have a struggle. They struggle with that. So like, it's a lot of and a lot of it too is a faith. It's a faith journey that we're on. You know, as much as we want God to like write in the sky, I am real. Right. Right. He's just he's not going to do that because that's. That's coercion. That's manipulation. That's not how God operates. Yeah, He'll never coerce or manipulate people into believing Him. They have right. to kind of. Everybody kind of comes to God the same way. They have to just have this internal moment of right. decision. Yeah. Um. So sometimes when you talk about Jesus in public, you just pe- people do think you're crazy. Yeah. But for us Christians. We so desperately want to get people 
onto our side of things because this is more real and tangible and amazing than the life you're living. Yeah. And it's hard to draw people onto our, get people onto our team. Right. You know? Yeah. They, they kind of like their team. They, they, they kind of like their life. They, they, that's all they know. Right. It's, it's working for them. It's, they're living in it. You know, it's fine. Like it's, it's a struggle at times. Yeah. yeah. Well, Plato writes the story 200 BC. Yeah. 200 BC. I Before think so. Christ? I think so. I could I can look it up real quick. Let me check to make sure okay. that I'll uh, ramble. Yeah, you 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 tell the story. Okay. You gotta help me tell the story too. Okay. Um, because it's called the allegory of the cave. And essentially what it's about is <clears throat> there is uh, I was wrong. Okay. A, he was between four hundred and three hundred BC. Well, you weren't that wrong. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold that against you, dude. That's pretty good if you ask me. I mean, you almost got it. But essentially, it's a story that goes like this: um, there is a people living in a cave. Yeah, and they've lived there their whole life. It's it's a dark, terrible life. Yeah, <laughs> like if you imagine what living in a cave would be like. Yeah, you're pretty much only the only light source you have is like a bonfire you can make or a pitchfork or a torch, right? Yeah. Um, but there is an opening to the cave. Yeah. It's a big bright light. There's an opening to the cave. They've never left the cave because it's the life they live. Yep. And it's good enough. Uh, but on the wall of the cave are shadows. Yeah. Okay. And these shadows pass by. Like, let's say a horse walks by. Yeah. And and a horse walks by outside the cave that passes in between them and the sun casts a shadow right on the wall, on the wall. Of, of the cave and people living inside the cave spend their time interpreting and trying to figure out what the shadow is all about what the shadow is so it could be a horse that walks by could be a, a child could be an adult a, a flock of birds right things are passing by outside the cave and the sun shine is putting shadows on the walls of the cave and this is just the life the cave people live. They don't know any more. They don't know any different. They don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in Plato's original story, at least you know as, as original as I can read in 2023, it seems like they were, they were to them, the shadows were reality. Yes, it was total. This whatever reality. this shadow of this horse is, this is real. Yes, this is what a horse is. Or they probably didn't call it a horse because they didn't even know what a horse was. But yeah, they had a name for yes. it. Every this was this is this is this shadow of a person. Or like yeah. everything. This was real though. They didn't know anything but that shadow. Exactly. And and you got um, you putting yourself in their shoes. Essentially, this is like the life we know it right now. Yeah. It's this is this is all we know. This is totally real. We've named the things. We've figured things out. Yeah. We've done our best so far, and that's what the cave people have done, right. according to the allegory of the cave. Well, then as the story goes on or the allegory goes on, apparently one man leaves the cave and realizes there's a whole another world, and it is so much better than inside the cave. And he comes back. He goes out of the cave and discovers a world, discovers that the, the shadows were real, 
you could touch them, you could feel them, you could interact with them. They're 3D images, right? <laughs> yeah. Then he discovers there's a source of light. Yeah. That's causing shadows. And you know what's interesting about this this allegory, Pastor Luke, is that it says at first the prisoner that escaped, or the, the cave person that went out of the cave. They are a prisoner. They were afraid of the light. Huh. It terrified them because all they knew was the darkness. Yeah. But eventually they got past their fear and they approached the light and they realized that this whole new world existed, that everything that they thought was a reality was just a shadow of a reality. Yes. And at first they were terrified of it. They were terrified of this light source because all they never knew was darkness. Yeah. And then, but then once they got brave and actually went outside and began to interact with, with the horses and with the people and with, with the birds, they realized that everything that they knew as reality was just a shadow. And you got to imagine just the visuals, the audibles, like hearing <laughs> birds sing, yeah. like l- listening to people talk out in the fresh air, the light, the colors. Like when you live in a cave, there's no color to your world. I mean, everything comes alive. Well, the the guy comes back to the cave, and he's trying to convince the people inside the cave to come out. Yeah. But they think he's crazy. They think he's crazy. Because they don't know any better. Right. They don't know. They've never seen what he's seen. They've never heard what he's heard. They've never touched what he's touched. They haven't smelled what he's smelled. So it doesn't matter how much this guy tries to tell these people inside the cave, you got you can come out. Right. They think he's crazy. They think he's crazy. I don't know what happens to the guy, but I think as the story goes on, something about they they like kill the guy or something like that. Yeah, they killed him. <laughs> Cuz he's crazy. He's different. Yeah. Right? This version that I just read says the story has alternate endings. Okay. But they think Plato's original ending was that they killed him. Okay. And it's crazy that this was written a couple hundred years, a few hundred years before Jesus arrived on the earth. Yeah. Because this is the story of Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the story of salvation for all of us. And Pastor Aaron, Colossians 2, verse 17. Yeah. Talks about this very thing. It does. And I love it. This is crazy. So, so 400 or... 450, let's just say 500 years later, Colossians is written by Paul. Yeah. He talks about this. Colossians 2, verse 17, it says this, uh, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Yeah. I don't know what translation you're reading. That was a New King James Version. So what what version you got? All right, I got the NIV. I love the way the NIV puts this. NIV. The NIV. Check this out. It says, these are shadows of the things that were to come. And I love this word. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Mm. These old things is what Paul was talking about, the foods and the festivals and all the symbols of the Old Testament and everything that people are are worshiping and even the gods that people have. He said, no, no, no. Those, those are just a shadow. The reality is found in Christ. The source, the sun, too. Yeah. Which is really, I would say, something that, that you can... There's so many little like things here with the story that we're talking, but the source of light and life is yeah. the sun. Yeah. 
And Come on. the guy escapes the cave, finds the source that's causing shadows. <laughs> yeah. And it's the sun, S-O-N-S-U-N, right? Yeah, right. Here's what the NLT says. All right. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come, and Christ himself is that reality. Ooh, I like that. Uh-huh. That's good. And that's what this guy who comes, who escapes this cave is, says, hey, listen, these shadows are from a source. Yeah. The real thing is out there. Real- yeah. Reality is follow me. You're living in a shadow world, and that's exactly what we're living in right now. Yeah. This is a shadow world, that, but the source is God. Yeah. And he's shining down, and we only see things in shadows. Mm-hmm. The Bible actually says, too, that we look at life through a glass dimly lit. Yeah. that's uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 13, right? I think 12 or something like that. Maybe. Right around there. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. And, and But this is the real reality we live in. We don't think it could get any better. We don't think there's something else, but there truly is something else. And I feel like as a Christian, yeah, a pastor... This is the message we're trying to deliver every single day. Oh yeah. To listen, hey listen, the life you're living, the 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 bondage you're living in, the cave, the darkness that you're living in, it's just it's so much better on our side. <laughs> out, yeah. out here. Yeah. Out here in the fresh air, there's a we found the source of light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to live in the darkness. You don't have to live in a colorless world. You can come out. There's nothing stopping you. But people just choose to live. They chose to stay in the cave, and they killed the one who went out of the cave. Mm-hmm. They killed Jesus, who was out, lived outside <laughs> the cave up until he came into the cave, right? Yeah. Trying to tell everybody, hey, come out of the cave. You don't. Is there something else? There's something better. Um, and I'm the source. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll come to me. You know. Um, and 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 there was a um, young man on uh, Logan Paul's. Podcast. You ever heard of Logan Paul? Yeah, I've heard. I can't remember who he is, but I've definitely heard of him. Okay, so he uh, he's the uh, one of the originators of Prime Drink. Okay. Yep. Yep. I know exactly who he is now. And he's uh he's in actually I think he's in the WWE now. Yep. He's a wrestler. Yep. He's an entertainer. He's got a podcast. A young man was on his podcast and sh- said everything that we just talked about. Yeah. Is he told is what he told Logan Paul. Really? Yeah. That's what he told him. And um, God's after Logan Paul. Yeah. It really is. Come on. I can't remember this guy's name, but this guy that was on his podcast, I mean, he's a famous something. I don't know. He might be a musician. But he found this musician found Jesus. That's awesome. As his personal Lord and Savior. Yeah. And Logan Paul asked him about it. And he shared the allegory of the cave, and then he shared Colossians 2.17 and said, I feel like this has been my journey so far as a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince people you don't have to live in this dark cave. Yeah. And Logan Paul is right there, man. Yeah. He's right there. Um, and is really powerful to listen to. But maybe you're... Maybe you are like the only Christian in your family, mm-hmm. or like you only the only Christian at school. Yeah, you gotta, uh, you gotta, you can't stop talking about the source of light and life you found. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not fair to be quiet about 
the wonderful world you found. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I know. I just, I know we're, we're going to end here in just a minute, but I was thinking about something. Pastor Tim actually preached a message this Sunday that's been really, really powerful, really been sticking with me a lot. And he talked about Mary Magdalene. She's the first person that Jesus interacts with after he's raised from the dead. And immediately he gave her a mission. Before the Great Commission was ever given, right, before those famous passages, Matthew 28, 18, or uh, Acts 1, 8, before all those moments, he just talks with one individual, Mary, and he says, go and tell my brethren that I'm going to meet them in Galilee. Hmm. And she was that faithful witness to go and tell. But imagine if she wouldn't have went and told. Hmm. Like she knows all of a sudden this reality hits her that... She understands everything that Jesus said. She's like, oh my gosh, he said he was going to die and three days later come back from the grave and I saw him alive. Yeah. And she doesn't tell anybody. Oh man. No, that'd be nuts. Yeah. Like why would you wouldn't do that? Yeah. But yet we do that all the time when we don't share our faith with somebody, when we're in our family, around our family. And maybe, like, I know for me, Pastor Luke, I have a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles, and, and they're, they're close to me, but they're not saved. And, man, every time I'm around them, and if I don't bring up Jesus, that's like me being Mary Magdalene, saying, oh, I've seen Jesus, I've seen the Lord, and not telling anybody. Yeah. Or being like this man who, who escaped the cave, right? And in, in the allegory of the cave, he's a prisoner, and he escapes, and he goes back and says, I've, I found the source, I found the light, I found reality. Hmm. and nobody will come with him, though. Yeah. Man, we need to be like Mary Magdalene. So now I'm going to go and tell. Yeah. And what happened was she goes and tells the disciples. And then, I mean, you follow John 20 all the way to Acts 1 and Acts 2, and all of a sudden there's the birth of a movement of, of what we know as the church that happened because she was a faithful witness. Yep. Because she's seen the new reality and she went and told. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Are you living in a cave? You don't need to. You don't need to. It's been great to be with you today, audience. Man, this is good. Real good stuff. All right, we'll see you on the next one. See you on the next one, everybody. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.